Hello and welcome to another edition of the Moving Iron Podcast. This podcast is proudly provided by Axon, helping dealers move more iron for almost 100 years. Find out more at axontire.com. Axon was started almost 100 years ago out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. It's that same passion that drives them today. With a vision for a better experience for both farmer and dealer, they set out to create a better way to move more iron. When you partner with Axon, you get immediate access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. Axon carries all major brands and sizes of tires, wheels, and tracks. From custom colors and sizes to fully customized wheels, you can have the solution for virtually any problem today's farmer is trying to solve. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransinc.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 239. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Aaron. Yes. Most of your closet consists of clothes from from a farm show. Somewhere down the line, right? I try to keep it that way, yeah. yeah. Well, then you're going to like this because Axon has a nice year-end gift to all the Moving Iron Podcast listeners. If you send an email to marketing at axontire.com, you get a free pair of deerskin work boots. Work boots. Work gloves, not boots. Gloves, sorry. You almost you almost wrecked the internet right there. <laughs> I almost wrecked the internet. So if you're interested in getting a free pair of, of uh, gloves from Axon, Send an email to marketing at axontire.com and make sure you mention you heard it on the Moving Iron Podcast. So take advantage of that. Also, Valley Transportation has been hauling ag ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for your trucking needs. And at Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can finance it. You can apply at AgDirect online. To learn more about your financing options, go to agdirect.com. All right, Aaron. It is, the end of the year is rapidly approaching. Rapidly. Today's date is the 22nd of December, so we've got exactly eight days left. Three days till Christmas, depending on if you are an adult or a child. you got three days to Christmas or eight days to, you know, Think about what you're going to do the evening of the. Of the <laughs> there you go. So, so you have one of the two things happening. There. So one of the things, Christmas is a warm up for New Year's Eve. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we we've been doing this series on kind of what we think is going to happen in 22 based on equipment. This would be part three, and in part three, we've thought we would talk about you know your your high horsepower like your typical row crop four wheel drive or uh, row crop tractors, and then all the four wheel drives that come along with that. So. Basically, 300 horsepower and bigger is kind of what we're going to focus right. on right now. Yeah. All right. So, obviously, right now, at the end of the year, if you wanted to buy a real crop tractor of any kind, they're hard to find. I'm not saying they're not out there, but they're hard to find. You know, there's there's out there, and you're going to pay for it if you want it, right? Right. Like we've talked, um, 
here in over the past couple of podcasts, you know, we've we've thrown this, you know, from November through into February, first part of March would be an excellent time to sell a piece of equipment if if you have the wherewithal to do so, right? And I, I still stand by that. I don't think that there's any any reason that any of that is going to change going into 22. Do you mean like it's going to soften after the first? No, I mean, it's, we still have that same. I mean, if there's, if there's nothing now, there's nothing. There's not going to be anything in January. Right. It's the same. Right. It's the same thing. So you kind of have this. Because I think guys are going to be looking at planning. Guys are going to be looking at spring harvest, those kind of things, and what they're going to need going into that. The only thing I can think of is this. I know nationwide there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of new tractors sold and not a lot of trade-ins. Guys are going to sell them themselves. They're going to keep them, whatever. Mm -hmm. That could be an unknown hidden supply next year. I think it could be. and to to your point, yeah, January to March, they're certainly not going to give up and be like, oh, my new one's here. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and trade it. I didn't get it sold. Right. No, because now the clock is ticking for the buyer, right. not the seller. Right. It's on the buyer yeah. in, in, today, in the real world. Right, exactly. So <clears throat> I think, to your point, it won't happen then, but it could through the year. Yeah. So I think... As I look into 22 and I look at the tractor situation, most most all manufacturers, right, have got this kind of not much in the first quarter going down, not much in more in the second quarter, even more in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, there's even more than that. Now, I'm not making this out to be like by Q4 or 22, all of a sudden, oh, we're gumdrops and candy canes, baby, we're back in business. Right, it's, right. And the reason that even if supply catches up, Demand's still going to outpace it because so much of that stuff's pre-sold. Oh, absolutely! So much of those, so many everything. If yeah. you're getting it, it is sold, right. point blank. Yeah. So it's all pre-sold. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where all I need is the new one to show up, and I've got this this fun game of watching the dominoes fall exactly to the end of the end of my trade cycle, and I'm good to go. Right. So now, as I, as you look out, I'm talking four wheel drive row crops, those kind of things like that. How much do you think that "quote unquote" season of use is going to slide from what we what we're normally used to, what we've seen over the last five to seven years, an hour wise? So, are you talking like if you typically saw three hundred hours, what's that? What's a new three hundred hour tractor look like, hour wise? I it could it could very easily be drastic either way. I think it, it's a thousand hours. Oh, I don't think it's that drastic. Yeah. I was going to say it could be 150 and it could be 500. Here's, here's why I think so. If your new one is coming sometime in 22, right, it should have gotten here at the end of harvest, fall harvest, 21, right? So now you're going to have to use that all the way through all of 22 to potentially get that in third or fourth quarter. You're going to put another, you know, if you put five to 700 hours a year on a machine, if you've got your machine out there, and let's just say you let's just say you hypothetically you got a machine late twenty one, June, July, August twenty one, and you ran it through your fall harvest, and typically you would you would get your normal drop of equipment in that first second quarter you know time frame that March time frame where a lot of stuff gets delivered. Right. Not going to happen this year, so we're going to be June, July, August again, maybe even into the fourth quarter. Looking at you know, depending on where you're at, 
you could run that thing 300 hours in spring planting tillage blah 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 blah. right and then you get into spring harvest grain cart tractor this that and the other thing and then you get into fall harvest and you put another number out yeah because yeah so i can see i can see that 300 hour tractor now is thousand hours it yeah on that and especially on that exact tractor because you're not starting at an interval you're catching it in the middle right so you grab an extra right so that's where you're yeah. getting your hours. Yeah. I was just thinking of it as it's a 300 this year. Mm-hmm. New one didn't show up, so should be mm-hmm. your 300 should be a six instead of right. a one year old 300 that doesn't exist. It's a two year old 600. Right. But no, yeah, okay. I had a point. And it was it was really damn good, but it was it was so short. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's one thing I'm looking at when I look at those those kind of things right there. Because like to your point, had they got it in beginning of, of spring, like they normally would have right. for spring tillage, planting, great cart tractor on the on the wheat run, you know, fall tillage going into um, or, or fall harvest going in, into fall tillage, and they're kind of using that thing. That's a, that's one course. To you. It could be anywhere between five to seven hundred hours, depending on the size of the operation. Right. Kind of things, yeah. Right? So that makes sense. Possibly now you're going to do half of that plus another year to do all that. So depending on what you your scale in scope is, true. Yeah. You're, you know, eight hundred to thousand hours. Now that's going to be the new. In my opinion, that's going to be the new late model low hour stuff. I, yeah, I think you're still going to have, here's what my point was, it's back. Okay. I'm got, it's I'm back, go, folks. I am so glad you kept rambling, it gave me time to think. <laughs> <laughs> There's a giant gray area out there, and I visited it numerous times the last couple days on these floating finish. That's what I call it. We're not real sure. It might be 100 more hours. It might be 300 more hours. Well, then you're falling into different markets. And, okay, if it's 100 but it shows up with 200 extra, is he renting it at that point? The the numbers are adjusted, you know? That's the thing that lies out there on a lot of this stuff. Across the country. So back up. So explain that. You trade your tractor okay. 30, 3,300 hours. Okay. Yep. You're a 500 hour a year guy. Uh-huh. What you're buying is not here for half of a season of use, we'll okay. say. Okay. Well, great. Now that thing's supposed to show up. His new tractor is supposed to show up in April, okay. and, and he's a big spring work guy, but it doesn't. And it shows up in June for some reason. So it is the full season of use, the full spring season. The hour, the extra hours, that's what I'm getting at. That's, that's the whole point, the extra hours of... We think it'll be this, but it could very well be a hell of a lot more. You know what I mean? You still kind of have me lost a little bit. As dealers across the country, yeah. 
okay, are waiting on new. Oh, you're saying like you don't know when the new one's going to show up, and and you're and you're trying to guess when the new one's going to show up, and how many hours you're going to put on it. Right. Okay. Right. And that is between you know that's between the customer and the dealer, mm-hmm. and everybody involved has their fingers and toes crossed, and there you go. Yeah, that's my point. That's my that's what I'm saying is because when you think, I mean, delays have been an issue right. since. 2020, right? Everything's been pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Oh, this is on time. And then you get, oh, well, you know what? We The flux capacitors didn't come in. Right. So we can't, we got to wait a minute. You know right. I mean? <coughs> so we're waiting on the, waiting on that stuff to show up and you get pushed back two weeks, right? Well, now two weeks turns into four weeks, turns into six weeks. Next thing you know, you're, you're two and a half months away from where you were right. originally. Oh, and by the way, now you've surpassed, you know, fall harvest, right? Supposed to have been here in August. Exactly. Now it's here, like, September 1, November 1st, August 31st, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And so those kind of things, you know, you think you hear that, I think. Now, I think this, this, I think this actually is something we should probably discuss a little bit, too. I mean, when you look at that specific situation the way machinery has month over month over month like i did a podcast this other day with Kyle McMahon for tractors in he was talking that on uh row crop tractors from i think it was row crop tractors i gotta go back and verify this but row crop tractors uh from like november december or something like whether it's october to november november december it was november december auction value and retail advertised value because they, they're now doing retail stuff too right too right Jump nine percent in value in a month. Wow! One month. Wow! Now you put that in. The, you think about that for a minute. Like we're talking, like oh man, tractors from a year and a half ago were up nine percent. We're over here going like, holy crap, the place is on fire. This yeah. is so. Think that's about, a lot of damn dollars in one month. Yeah, nine percent. Wow, nine percent. So that means every three hundred thousand dollar tractor that's out there, that's what twenty seven thousand bucks. We'll do 30 for easy math, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, boom, 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 mean. That's just a month-over-month thing. So, I'm not saying that December to January, there's going to be another 9% jump. Right, right, right. Or so on and so forth. But there very well could be between January and March, there could be another 9% jump, right? And do you think, I find that incredibly intriguing that both markets were the same. Right. You know, that's proof positive right there. If a producer wanted, he hear, you know, yeah. you got to hear both sides of the story. This is one of those things. Producer hears dealers went up 9% November to December or whatever, you right. know. My, I, my guess is it was probably October to November. Mm-hmm. And just ballistic. Well, auction did the same thing. And that's them. Right. That ain't us. Right. There ain't a dealer buying anything on an auction because we can't afford to. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's the funny thing, though. If you're if you're betting on the come here, right? And that's right. what we do, right? Right. For the longest time, we were like, okay, we're gonna go out here, we're gonna roll the dice, and hope to God that we get, you know, we make five or ten thousand bucks doing this. Yep. If you went to an auction as a dealer and bought something, making that that gamble right now, if you gambled that in November, you made nine percent December. 
Oh, I get it, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's wild. And that's crazy. I mean, you, you bring something in, you let it sit there, and you let it just, you you give it a quick minute to kind of catch its breath there on the lot, and all of a sudden, bam, it's gone. You made 9%. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You could have had, you could see a 20, because that was another thing, too, he said, between the last six months of, of 21 or something like that, no, the whole, yeah, the whole of 2021 over 2020, the price of a row crop tractor increased 36% auction value. 36% yes. in one year, year to year. One year, one year. So That's he, phenomenal. Yeah, so now, so now you start thinking about where... Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that, and and that's and that's why, that's, or that's the other side of the coin. But that's it, the it's coin a that, huge gray area. Yeah, but it is so batshit crazy out there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it does because decide. at the end of the movie, that thing comes in 500 more hours. Right. Who cares? Thank God we have something to sell. But the other thing about that too is from the from the buyer's perspective is I want more for my trade. So I bet. Buy, let's do it, buddy. I'm going to give you market value for your trade-in, and now you're going to buy mine from And guess what? The trade difference is probably the same. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're probably still at the same place you started. What numbers right. do you want to see? Right. You got, you get Look your tra- good or your real? Your tractor now is worth 50 grand more than what it was. Right. The one you're buying is also worth 50 grand more than what it was. Yeah. So now your trade value is the same thing, but, but at the end of the day, your cost of operation went down. Yeah, because you got more. You get more for your trade, right? right. It's still the same trade difference, but you're out oh, from from overall, step one. Yeah. You just yeah. yeah yeah you just squeeze the equity. Yeah, you just made it look that much look that much better. Yep. You know I mean? <coughs> so all things that I would absolutely financial <laughs> statement. <laughs> those are all things I think are worth paying attention to right now. Oh yeah, that's I've been giving that a lot of thought lately, just on where kind of where these things how how do you how do you handle the situation. And what's it look like? You know, what's fair? What's not fair? How, how do you make it everything work like it's supposed to? And to me, I, I just think, you know the new one's coming or the, the, the used one from the new one's coming or whatever it is. And I, to me, my personal opinion is you got to weigh those things when you're ready to do the deal. That's exactly right. Okay. Now, all that being said, let's talk about four-wheel drives for a minute. Four-wheel drive. Awesome. To me, they're the new row crop tractor. Sexy rigs. Yeah. Well, you're kind of right. Everything's so big. Yeah. But also, wasn't very long ago, and 300 horse was not a thing in a row crop tractor, and now everybody and their dog makes a four. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Times, they are a-changing. Yes, they are. So now you start looking at row crop or four-wheel drive tractors. Four-wheel drive tractors are the one tractor spectrum that's out there that is love hate very much so. There's no real like rhyme or reason or consistency to to what. Yeah, they you know what I mean, right? Because they'll take off and run and be wild and crazy for a minute, and you will sit there and like, what? Why are four-wheel drive so? Well, why? And then I like, remember in the. In the seven dollar corn era, yeah, they were soft as hell. Right, you yep. could you could flop, flip four wheel drives all day long. Yeah, yep. why on earth? You know, and that's just the thing. Like they'll be, you'll have a three or four month run, four wheel drives. You can't get enough of them. Right, and then it's just like you wake up the next morning, and then they're like 
18 why, why months you, of what are we going to do with this? What's, what, are you, what are we supposed to do with four dots? Right. Exactly. Well, I don't know. What would you do with it before? Right. You sure wanted one then. The four guys that wanted one bought one. Right. Now what? Yeah. So now and what kills me is they can have their hottest times in 350 corn and right. 250 wheat, you know? Yep. Yep. I think the where the where the four-wheel drive has kind of made its transition and things have started to drift around is is how they're specced anymore, right? We talk about this a lot. You know, four-wheel drives have a um, – a lot of them have three points on them anymore, but they most every one of them. I don't want to say every one of them, but I would say eighty plus percent of four wheel drives are ordered with a PTO. Oh yeah, and I'm not talking like you know the eighty four forty had its run where I think the PTO and three point were a standard. <laughs> right. I've never seen one that didn't have one on it, right? But that being said, now I mean you have six hundred twenty horsepower. You know, 570 horsepower, 600 horsepower, and they all of them have PTOs. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And yep. beforehand, people would be like, why, why on earth would you spend that kind of money to put a PTO on something like that? And well, if they're two-track or four-track, they might also have three-point. Yeah, yeah. And my short answer to that is uh, 2,000 bushel grain carts. Absolutely. That's, that's why. 120,000 pounds of grain. Yeah. That's That's why. You know, welcome to the rail car. Yeah, exactly. What's that Australian thing called? Mother band. Mother band. That's yep. it, yeah. Mother band. <coughs> Those things are because what's it? It's like four thousand bushel cart on wheels or something like that. Yeah, but the wheels are just for when it's empty. You just park it. Right. So it's it's uh things like that. It, that's basically what it is. Is yep. a rail car. Right. So now you're it's looking actually at, bigger. So now you're looking at machines like that where I think they're going to get. Until things are going to get bigger till they get smaller, right? And this rollout, like we saw here with Deer's thing on the on the on the internet the other day, I had um, I can't remember see whatever that was. I can't remember what it's called. I feel I had it all written down and I lost my notes. Boy, not me. But I that, that full autonomous thing they were talking about the, the autonomous tractor. You didn't see that? Mm-hmm. Didn't catch that. Well, anyway, they're rolling out January fourth an autonomous tractor. And it's like the way I kind of gathered from it, it sounded like it was going to be like a production thing. So this is going to be, you might win the bet, but I might be. That's all that matters. But I, but I, I might be two years late to the party. <laughs> I'm, like the, I'm like the machinery link uh, of, of uh, betting on Thomas tractors, just a little ahead of my time. There you go. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But when things start getting smaller and start moving into a more of a, you know, more machines working in the field autonomously. You know what else it is, and it's with the four-wheel drive popularity, it's not just how how big, how wide everything is. It's how damn fast you got to pull it. That's exactly. where That takes a lot of power when you pull whatever it is at speed, and that's how everything is going. Right. High-speed tillage, right. vertical tillage, high-speed planters. Yep. You take a DB90 high-speed, and that takes ponies. Right. So you see those guys in, like, plant season. There's always a guy that rolls it out in plant season. He's got the the 9RX. What's the DB120? Right. Exact, you know, exact merge planner, you know. So now you're pulling. Could you imagine that, dude? 120 feet of planter. 
trying to pull it between eight and ten miles an hour. Yeah. That's some acres, bro. That is a you're lot. Covered, of, that is a lot of acres. Hope hope that there's not a hill anywhere in between there because you're gonna have a, you're gonna have oh, an yeah. issue with eight to ten miles an hour, or four to six. I hope every field is a section. If it's smaller than a section, I'd get damn tired of turning around. It would be, it would be a lot. I mean, just that would be. But you get some of that river bottom ground along the Mississippi where they just kind of just go. Yeah, that's a. It's a big deal, but that's I get it. That takes the ponies to do that. Absolutely. Even even if you're looking at like you talk about high speed tillage. I mean, so now you're starting to look at the old rule of thumb forever has always been ten horsepower per foot. Now you start looking at some of these things. You go take that same adage and put that against the same deal. Not only is it is it woefully underpowered, you're gonna need about twice as much horsepower as you did. So if you have a thirty right. foot disc pulling it with a 300 horsepower tractor back, you know, in the old days. Or like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, old, the, old, the old Sunflower 1436 around. There you go. You know, you get that thing out there, and now all of a sudden, that same disc now is going to require almost 20 horsepower per foot. Right. So now you're going from 300 to 600 horsepower. So now not only do you have a problem when you start looking at um, – because that's the thing, like you can't just get one. Those discs are designed to pull fast. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, you can't the, get one. The word "disc" yeah. shouldn't really be on them, other than they do have concave blades going each way. But they're they're nothing at all. What the world, you know, like the tandem disc, right? And that that's probably the biggest thing that is that people don't always wrap their head around with. Well, I have a 30-foot disc. Why can't I pull that? Like, I don't think you can pull 20 down the road. They're also ungodly heavy. They're right. just insanely heavy. Right. So you pull that lead sled through the field as absolutely fast as you can sit in the seat. Right. And you're right. You If you put, go out, you take a pro till out, and you go out there at five and a half mile an hour. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be god-awful. Yeah. You're gonna hate that thing. Yep. You go out there at eight, nine. You have a whole different special. Yeah, love it to death. You're you're kicking back, going like, man, I'm glad I got this thing. Everything we're in a world. Everything is ten mile an hour. Yeah. That is everybody's number. Yep. Planting tillage. Yep. Eight row head on an X nine. <laughs> right. <laughs> eight row head. Going to 15 mile road speed through the head. Keep that yeah. Full. yeah. Mm. We got really special gathering chains on this thing. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. So that's a pretty good jumping off point here. If folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is you got going on or just what you have hanging out there, what's the uh, what's the best way to do that? Well, you can call me or text me, 308-760-1193. And I'm usually pretty active on the Twitterverse, but I got a new phone two weeks ago, and I'm still locked out of Twitter, so there's yeah, that. There you go. I do. I can get on with my laptop, but... It's those Russian bots. Why would you do that? So Exactly. No, it's because I don't remember any passwords, no, that's and that it wasn't auto-saved or something. It's not something. like Eat Lamb or something like you that. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> all right i am uh 
Casey Seymour. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, go to movingironllc.com and you can find everything that's Moving Iron related. I've got the dates locked down for the Moving Iron Summit. Going to be back in Nashville again. Um, the dates are going to be the 6th, 7th, and 8th of September. And it's going to be at the Hilton. What days of the week? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. At a boy. And we're going to we're going to get after it. But it's going to be at the Hilton Hotel there, right downtown Nashville. It's You literally walk out the back door and Tootsie's is across the street. So if you're looking to... Uh, Get together with a bunch of people, talk about what's going on in the user equipment marketplace. There's no better place to do that than the Moving Iron Summit. Uh, again, Nashville, Tennessee, September 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Hilton Hotel. I'll have more information. I'll have more information. I will have more information about that in the in the coming weeks how to get, get signed up for that. So if you're interested in that, make sure you pay attention to what's going on out there and we can go from there. So with that, I Fire the sound guy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, so with that I'm Casey Seymour with my man Aaron Fennell. Let's move smart, folks. Out. You want to have a meaningful competitive advantage to help sell more equipment. Whether you represent the sales, parts, or management department of an implement dealership, there's a surprising amount of complexity when it comes to tire, wheel, and track technology. Let Axon worry about that so you can get back to supporting your customers. Axon has leveraged years of experience to create a streamlined process that gives you a proven path to help today's grower and sell more equipment. The roots of their organization go back almost 100 years to the invention of the rubber tractor tire. Supporting agriculture is the number one driver of Axon from product development through sales and service. To find more or become an Axon dealer, head over to axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley has over 33 years in the trucking business, moving ag and construction equipment across the country. For more information, go to valleytransinc.com or give Parker a call at 800-657-4910. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here